0: Last episode, we talked about why asynchronous code can be so dang hard to debug. So, this time around, turns out asynchronous code also has their own call stacks that can be really useful when it comes to debugging them. So, find out more on this episode of Visual Studio Toolbox. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Visual Studio Toolbox. I'm your host Leslie Richardson, and last time we talked a little bit about asynchronous code and why it's so hard to debug sometimes. And we're continuing that thread a little bit by talking about how to actually go about debugging it. So, joining me to do that today once again is Isadora Vrdopolos, who's a software engineer on the debugging team on Visual Studio. Welcome back. Nice to be back. <laughs> Sweet. So, yeah. So, last time we talked about async code, why it's really annoying when it comes to debugging it. So, yes.
1: where did we start? Yeah we, yeah, we we stumbled upon a bug and then we basically didn't fix it, but we did manage to make it async. So, that yep. was something. <laughs> yeah, baby steps, baby steps. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta go slow. <laughs> yeah. So,
0: like, what do we do now that we have like a better understanding about what the compiler was doing behind the scenes and what makes it so complicated, despite it being a simple word like async versus uh, uh, await and, and that sort of thing?
1: So the We're main idea is that in part one, we just went through basically the sync scenario and then the async. And how similar they seem with just the async and await keyword, but they are actually very different under the hoods. And that's just a motivation on why you're not always seeing what you're expecting, especially when debugging. So basically, for this next part, I just uh, want to explain how can we acquire this data because it can just look like magic, or we just think, oh, these are of course our running into threads, but they don't actually exist. They are all objects and state machines. Uh, so basically, we want to get through uh, how do we get this data, and what you should expect, uh, what exactly you're looking at when you're debugging with Visual Studio.
0: Awesome. So let's just jump in. I'm all ears.
1: All right. All right. So yeah. So how do we debug this? So as first, I just want to bring as a concept the concept of async logical call stacks and call stacks in debugging. Uh, For me personally, it's the first thing that I use while debugging, which is call stacks. And they are very important because they basically uh, tell us the caller and callee relationship, which is basically how do we end up where we are. So whenever I'm breaking into a process or something like that, I want to know how exactly I ended up there in first place. So uh, following our previous example, we have this do lyrics request, which is being called from fetch lyrics, and then the playlist, which is trying to find the song, and then from our entry point. So I'm able to tell exactly how I ended up in do lyrics request in first place and basically whenever I get out of the lyrics request, I'm going to go back at fetch lyrics. So you can kind of interpret, this is for the synchronous scenario, that as soon as the lyrics request finishes, I'm going to get back at continue at fetch lyrics. Uh, but these are just regular call stacks that you see in sync scenarios. But what we want to pay attention now when async debugging is for the async call stacks, which are kind of different because they are not always in the same in the stack and just being unwinding to that. Right, it, it's not always linear. Yeah, <laughs> it's it can be everything. <laughs> so Yeah, so just so we can kind of grasp exactly what is the difference between them. Uh, I have here just a table comparing sync and the async house stack, and what would they actually mean under the hoods? So For example, uh, on the sync scenario, the code is actually currently running in a thread as in the async call stacks. Uh, Code may not be running anywhere. They are just scheduled to run in the future. So, For example, in our app, uh, the app was frozen in the first place in the sync scenario, because the UI thread was busy making all the calculations for the songs, and it was basically stuck on a request or anything. We didn't debug it through, so we don't exactly know, but we know it was busy somewhere. And this is exactly because the main thread is uh, blocked. As in the async, we are still have an app responding because the main thread is free. We don't have any thread necessarily being blocked by any operation because everything was just scheduled to run sometime in the future. And again,
0: oh yeah. Oh no, I just I can see why that might be tricky (laughs) to parse. I mean, something is scheduled to run. You don't necessarily know when it's going to run, but
1: yes, they are just scatter around and we don't exactly and without any debugging tools we
0: we barely
1: have where to start. And another thing is that sync call stacks they have an actual physical stack. Uh, that is they have actual resources. They allocated some space in the stack to be run. As in the async again, we have this concept of virtual or logical stacks that is it's not tied to any thread necessarily or just a single, sometimes we can just have um, some operation in async running and it may never even reach the thread because it's all OS. It's all just reading files, for example. So we don't know. And we usually work with this concept of virtual thread, which is basically just trying to mock what a thread would be if we had one in async. And again, as I mentioned, we have, for example, local variables and they're all on the stack so they are all accessible and then you can open and see the local variables. Where is in the async, we don't have the local variables. We do have that state machine class that we have seen previously and they do get, so we have all the information there, so it's there, but it's not as straightforward as sync because it's all within fields and it's not an actual resource in a thread. So given all that, uh, how exactly could we possibly build an async call stack? Um, and to run that, I just uh, want to go through and let's see this example that we have seen before again. So we are trying to find a song and then we fetch the lyrics asynchronously. And then as soon as that finishes, we are going to resume whatever we were doing that method. Uh, so in the async word, each feature of async code has a reference to the next pick that will follow. And that's what we have seen with these boxes. So we usually call that a continuation. And it's not, um, it's, it actually has a reason because it has a field. So in the task object, so each async method generates an state machine class. And that is a task object per se. And then each of the task object, it has a field for a continuation. And that is basically a pointer telling us whatever we are going next, as soon as that operation is finished. So for example, we are fetching the lyrics, and when that finishes, uh, we want to continue with something else. So when we are doing everything without any async or await, we were doing a continue with. So that kind of follows a similar pattern. As soon as we finish fetching the lyrics async, we want to continue somewhere and that is the box below, which uh, is in the Try Find Song Async, and it's basically just comparing the lyrics. So here, uh, as I mentioned, the await keyword adds the line of Try Find Song Async as a continuation to Fetch Lyrics Async so we know where to resume as soon as we get the lyrics. And the task of Fetch Lyrics Async stores a reference to the next line of Try found Async. So basically, they are just connecting to each other as soon as they finishes. And then with that, actually, so we basically just get all of these continuation fields. And then we are able to get a chain of continuations. And with that, for example, so we had this before, which was fetch lyrics async and then try find song async. So we basically run through all of them and we group together into what we call an async logical stack. So Here, you have something much more similar to the sync scenario, where we got all of these task objects, weirdness, state machines that the user don't really care about because everything was syntax sugar in the first place, and we syntax sugar for them as well in the debugger, and we just have this async logical stack, which is very similar to what we had before, which is basically we have the fetch async, and as soon as that finishes, we are going back to the try and find song async, but that the difference is that this is all async, so it's not in a thread. It's all just manipulation on all of these feeds in the state machine. And this chain of continuations is what we call the async call stack in the first place. So it's nothing more than just manipulating all these task objects into something that is going to execute uh, right after each other. So this is all just to provide a rich debugging experience. So we can actually click on each of these frames in the fetch lyrics async and try find some async, and then we can see the source line info, and we can see local variables, and this is just like the sync experience. Yeah, that is so
0: much more helpful <laughs> to have like a tangible yeah. representation
1: <laughs> of what this whole
0: workflow looks like. I mean, async logical call stack, that wasn't in Visual Studio for a while, right? That's like a new addition.
1: Yes, yes, it's, it's recently, it has been recently added and being worked through a lot with DotNet team and that's why we're so proud and just announcing and just yeah <laughs> trying. because for so long async has been seen as something really hard to start with because it is hard it is hard yeah, it to is. It. it's hard to debug but it's worth it and if we can just make a richer debugging experience a lot more people could be doing async work which is always mm-hmm.
0: There's a lot of magic involved at first. Yes, camp, so. there,
1: there's a lot of magic. But the thing, the thing that I like about magics is knowing how they happen, so yeah. I can actually understand what's going on.
0: Exactly, <laughs> I, I enjoy finding out how the magician does the trick. So <laughs> yeah,
1: and, and so you can also know what you're looking at.
0: Yeah, and saves a lot of frustration in the long in the long run when you better understand yes. what it looks
1: like. Yes, especially when things don't go as expected.
0: Oh yeah. Which mm-hmm. yep, that happens a lot. <laughs> so
1: yes, yeah, exactly. I can
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So basically, just like speaking of things not going as expected, we also have some notes on async and sync stacks mm-hmm. and some of tricks of what you can expect in each of those. So we know that async stacks are continuation stacks, that basically uh, each pinch of async code is tied to the next bit that will follow and we have the same example as before. But one thing that we have to be careful is that, and this is tricky, is that basically this is the context, this may be different than the creation stack. The creation stack would mean where something was created in the first place, as in continuation stack is purely what's going to continue. So just uh, this might be tricky to get at first, so I have an example to help us out. And just try to understand why it can be particularly tricky. So let's say I have the same example on playlist. And then for each of the songs, I'm getting the lyrics, but I'm trying not to throttle and make the server angry with me. So each time that I get a song, I'm just taking a break and waiting for like 10 seconds. So I have this take a break method, and I'm just waiting for that task. And then if you look at the async stack, you see, okay, let's see what's going on because I'm obviously delaying somewhere. And you can see that we have a test delay and then we are back to fetch all the ranks async. And if you're not very familiar with async or like even I forget about it a lot of times, I just think, okay, but where's take a break because that's who created the thing. And I, I'm expecting to see that if this was a sync code, obviously I would see there. And so you're just yeah, <laughs> so you're just why why is this not showing up there? And so one thing that we have to take note of is that take a break is not part of the async call stack because if you know there, it does not have the async keyword. So it does not have any state machine tied to it. All that happens is just a regular sync method that happens to return a task, and that task is the task. delay which is a method with an actual async keyword. And that then is awaiting for fetch our lyrics async. So basically, this is something we have to be really mindful when passing awaitables around, is that the async call stacks won't, won't necessarily reflect where they were created, but where, rather uh, how and where they are being awaited and waited. And yeah, yeah.
0: Gosh. Yep, that's definitely a lot to take in. There's a stack for everything, but yeah, it makes sense.
1: (laughs) No, yeah, and this this one gets tricky because sometimes you have a lot of methods calling each other and you're not really sure if they are async or not because it's just a tiny keyword. Right. Supposed to little keyword with a lot of power. (laughs) Yes, it basically does the whole thing. So yes, the whole state machine. And here we are just passing around something else. So we, we don't even have this information to put in this async stack. Yeah. And it's not in a, even an async method. So it doesn't even make sense to be there as well. Nope.
0: Because if you put a wait in front of take a break, then, I mean, this stack, both stacks will look totally different.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you put in await in and take a break, and then we await inside of the return, that's not delay then we would see the take a break inside there because it yep. would have a state machine and then we would be waiting on that, which happens to be a waiting forecast delay. Yep. Good
0: <laughs> <dope>. stuff. <laughs> yes, It's nice to know the the dif- the difference because you know if you expect something to be in a stack and it turns out it's not there and you're confused as to why, that's not really helpful either,
1: so. Yes, that's why it's important to know the tools and how do they work so I can actually not be so lost yeah, <laughs> very lost as well. <laughs> exactly. Um, so here, I just have something just following up with creation and continuation stack, which we just just discussed. So why is this so not so intuitive for us? It's because in the sync call stacks, they are the same because it makes sense, like they are all being logically executed. So the return basically the control returns immediately to the caller. So that always exists, the continuation stacks and the creation stacks are the same. And the other thing is that in async, the control goes to whoever waits for the current async code, which may be different from the method which was originally called, which we have just seen before. So this is something we have to be careful uh, on things that don't rely on async methods. For example, um, if you're familiar more familiar with async code, you might have used test completion source before, and it's basically something that just awaits for random tasks. So you won't see who created them mostly, we will just see uh, the async tasks itself. So you miss the creation stack in that scenario, for example. And just something that you, you can keep in mind is like, you can think like the famous jazz singer and just say, it isn't where you came from; it's where you're going that counts, and that's basically what we think with tasks. It's who's been waiting on and where it's going. Yeah, that makes total sense. Yep, that is great <laughs> stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, it's very tricky, but we we just learn with practice and just debugging, and then it's very rewarding when we are just debugging something. And you're like, I already know what's happening here. It's that mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> instead of just trying to scratch your head at how do I even start debugging versus like yes. how do I actually debug my problem?
1: Definitely. So. <laughs> uh, so okay, so I already added something that is tricky. We have something else that it can be tricky, but all of this is just so we can keep in mind. It's basically so our async stacks really just stacks like a single stack. And here I have an example, which is we are fetching all the lyrics and then we have a task when all. So what we are doing here, we are getting all these songs and when all of these songs complete, we will just await for all of these operations. So in the sync scenario, we would have to make them in order and just execute them. But in async, we have something like that. So this is how the async call step would look like. It's basically a bunch of operations, uh, and then they are all going to continue at the same place. So suddenly you have this graph. Uh, so they don't have to be flat or linear. So we don't have a one-to-one relationship anymore. And similarly, we have, we might also have a single test, which has multiple continuations because a lot of different async methods are waiting on that same task. So mm-hmm. we, yeah, so suddenly we don't have more, one to one, and we just have to deal with all of these different relationships, which is the graph.
0: Yeah, and not to fully spoil part three of our <laughs> mini series on this, but that looks an awful lot like the parallel stacks tool uh, window. Yes,
1: <laughs> precisely. And I even have a screenshot here is that async stacks are actually graphs as we have seen, and they can get really weird, like even weirder than we have seen before. So, for example, here, I have a chicken and egg problem. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> what came first? And then we have chicken and egg, and they're just waiting on each other. And then suddenly we have uh, cyclical tests as well. So we it's a graph with a cycle on it. So it's not even, as linear is not sufficiently enough, we we also have like some really tricky and different graphs to look at.
0: Yep, that is definitely a challenge. So I do like having the visual there as a visual learner. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, have, have you, as you notice here, we, we do have the Spider for the text test yep. window, and it's a graph. And now maybe it makes more sense like to anyone who's using that, that it, it's a graph because it needs to be a graph. It can have multiple continuations. So that's the main structure of it. Yep, good stuff. <laughs> And Yeah, that's basically the wrap-up for the second part.
0: Awesome. Well, I'm very hyped to actually see this in action in Visual Studio, which we're definitely going to be talking about in the next part, so join us next time when we talk about uh, how to actually debug your async code in Visual Studio, and we're going to show off all the cool tools like Parallel Stacks tool and other ones that I'm sure you're excited to share as well. All right. So see you next. (laughs) Yes. See y'all then. So until next time, happy coding y'all.